Gentle Shepherd Fellowship is known as the place. And they're the place of several things. The place of acceptance, the place of repentance, the place of blessing, of the blessing, and then the place of grace. And I, w- I have a, a f- one of my favorite scriptures says this. God is able to make his grace abound towards your overflow towards you so that that grace you'll have so much blessing, so much in your possession that you'll have too much to hold in your cup. You know, we sing, fill my cup, Lord. Come fill it up. Okay. Well, when your cup's full, what happens when it gets bumped? It splashes, doesn't it? The overflow goes out. And so that's what that verse is saying. You're so blessed, so thoroughly blessed that you overflow to every good work. You overflow to every good work. Living to give. Living to give. Amen. Overflow to every good work. And so that's my aim in life. I don't, you know, the word says don't seek money, right? That don't, it says the love of money is the root of all. We don't seek possessions. We don't seek money. We don't seek things. We, we seek Jesus. And he said, I'll, I'll take care of your things. You do that, right? Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and the things will be added to you. So don't worry about them, but seek him. And then those, what I like is whenever the things will show up and you're blessed by it. You're so happy. Hallelujah. And you're saying, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. It met the need. And you know what? There's so much left over here. I can help meet someone else's need. I can be a blessing. Isn't that what we've been talking about lately? Be, be a blessing. Amen. Amen. We're going to transition from being a blessing to the place of grace today. I've got that leading. We're going to do that. But before we do that, we're going to give you the opportunity to plant into the kingdom of God. The word says, says this in Malachi 3.10, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, into the treasury is what that is in the Hebrew, the treasury, that there, be, there may be meat in my house, says the Lord. And watch me see if I won't open the windows of heaven, and pour out a blessing. There's not room to receive it. Who can use their windows filled up with blessing? Amen. I know I can. I always make room for the blessing. Amen. Amen. So we can come in there. We can bring we can obey him. We don't you know something. Here's something that I've always taught through the years. It was a revelation to me. Uh, Did you know that it's not the 10th that belongs to God? Check your head. Yes, it's not the 10th that belongs to God. It's all of it that belongs to God because the word says you are Christ and Christ is God's. It's all his. Just ask him, Lord, what do I get to keep to, to eat with and stuff, you know? That's the way to look at it. And you watch, literally speaking, Jesus said, given, it'll be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men give into your bosoms? In other words, he's saying, open up your pouch and I'll fill it up and overflow it. Amen. So that's what we do. We come with a grateful heart, as the song said, give thanks with a grateful heart. And as a way of thanking him, we bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord and bless his name. Can we do that right now, sister? We bring a sacrifice. Uh, I've got the, went ahead and set the receptacles for that. Uh, I'm not going to go out there and pass the plates around. So y'all just bring the sacrifice of praise, your material blessings into the house of the Lord like this. Into the house of the Lord. Oh, yes, we bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. And we offer up to you the sacrifices of thanksgiving. Lord, we offer up to you the sacrifices of praise. Oh, let's we bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. Oh, yes, we bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. Let's offer it now. And we offer up to you the sacrifices of thanksgiving. 
Lord, we offer up to you the sacrifices of praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being obedient to the heavenly call and unctioning. I'm going to get these and receive these into our high priest's hand. How many of y'all know the name of our high priest? The great high priest. His name is? J-E-S-U-S, our Lord and King. Amen. Father God, we bring this right now before our high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we offer thanks. This is our sacrifice of praise to you. We offer it. I wave it before you right now, as it told the priest to do in the old times. We wave it before you now. Jesus, receive this from our hands. Watch from your place at the right hand of the Father. Open up those windows of heaven that there's not room enough to receive it and honor the obedience of your family here today. And everybody that agree with that says, Amen. Amen and amen. I let the children go, right? I've already done that, right? We've received our offering. We've offered a sacrifice of praise. We're coming into the word. You know, the word says this. God said this, give ear to my words, didn't he? Give heed to my commandments, didn't he? And he showed me once, I think I might have said this before. He showed me once the highest form of worship that you can offer any person, anything, anyone is to fix your gaze. Whoops, whoops, whoops. To fix your gaze. This thing's trying to run away on me, I guess, guys. <laughs> too, much, too much excitement up here for it, I guess. <laughs> but the, the highest form of worship. Yes, we can praise him. I love it, Tanya, when you, when you and the team lead us together into worship and offer those sacrifices. When we get into high praises, I love that. I enjoy that. I got to see it on the heavenly side personally. It's thrilling to me inside. But Father God says this, if, if you want to really truly worship me, take heed to my word. Listen to what I'm saying to you and do it. Be doers of the word and not just listeners, but actually listen with the intention of doing that word. That's important, extremely, extremely, extremely important. So today we're going to jump into the word. I have to find a piece of uh, paper here that, uh, where did you go? Which way did you go? There you are, there you are, hallelujah. We're going, <laughs> we're going to transition. As you can see, I got a lot of uh, bookmarks, different spots in the word here. If I turned this upside down, bookmarks would fly all over the place. There'd be an abundance. We could probably put them up for sale, couldn't we, or something here. Praise you, Jesus. So anyway, I want to transition from Gentle Shepherd, the place of the blessing. We're not leaving it behind. We're not going to forget that in any way, shape, or form, because that is of supreme importance in the will, the purpose, the plan of God, the blessing. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the very first words he spoke to human beings. He creates them. He breathes the breath of life in them. Imagine them standing there looking with wide-eyed wonder at the creation. And then the first things they ever hear, he says, be blessed, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth and have dominion over it. Have dominion over the fish, the fowls, the, the cattle on the land. Rule, reign over it and replenish it. In other words, it was replenished at one time. It had been destroyed in that rebellion of Satan. Now bring it back to life. I'm putting you in charge. Bring it back to life. He says that to the very first words he said to his creation people. And they messed up. You know that, right? That's, that's why we're here. That's why we're here, because they messed up. He redeemed us. He brought us back into that position. How many remember in Galatians, it said that, that God preached the gospel to Abraham. What was the gospel? He preached the gospel saying, you'll be blessed. You'll rule the earth. Through you will all the nations of the earth be blessed. So you see, that was of supreme importance in God's scheme, in his plan and purpose and will. 
But we're going to step past that in our in our sessions here. I'm going to end that segment of the sessions. The Lord a few years back gave me this. This is from the word. And it's titled Our Blessing to You. During my previous previous time as a, as a pastor in Oklahoma, he gave this to me. And this is all from the word. This is a form of blessing. How many, remember, how many of you, I'm trying to talk in tongues up here, sorry. How many of you remember the definition of blessing? It is to speak well of, to utilize the vocal apparatus, the pipes in your body, utilize them, let something come out. Why? Because we're imitators of God. And that's God's way. He spoke and God said, let light become. And what happened? God said, ocean become. What happened? God said, land become. God said, fish, birds become. God said, people. God said, animals become. God's made, God didn't say it to the people. He made them. He play-doed them together, see, so to speak. He molded them. He made a Play-Doh mold with his, with his words, put them together of the dirt, and then he breathed breath and spoke to them, commanded them. Amen. So I'm going to speak these words to you. This is our blessing to you. Be blessed, be fruitful, and multiply and replenish the earth. Have dominion over the earth and subdue it unto yourselves and unto God. Let every word, every thought, every step bring glory to the name of the Lord Jesus. Walk forth in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ and fulfill your destiny in God with all your heart. Possess your promised land with boldness and prosperity. That's what each of us should be doing. Possessing our our territory. Be filled with the Holy Spirit continually and on a continual basis. Or keep on being filled, in other words. Keep on being filled with the Spirit. Keep on being strengthened with might in the Holy Spirit, in your inner man, letting Christ Jesus dwell in your hearts by faith. So that you being rooted and grounded in love and possessed by the love of Christ might be filled with all the fullness of God and bring the life of him, of Zoe, beyond dreams to this earth. Be enlightened in the eyes of your understanding by the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him so that you being rooted and grounded in love and possessed by the love of Christ might be filled with the fullness, might be enlightened in the eyes of your understanding by the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, so that you may know the hope of his calling, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe. Be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, so that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might by his glorious power to all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, abounding with praise and thanksgiving to him for our part of the inheritance of the saints in light and for deliverance from the powers of darkness Translation into the kingdom of the son of his love. That's Jesus. That's that J-E-S-U-S you were cheering about. Be preserved blameless and without blemish at the genetic level, spirit, soul, and body to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Be thou made whole, be well and possessed of the wellness of heaven. Amen. Now, that was a mouthful. That was weeks and weeks of teaching right there, believe it or not. Those were verses from the Word of God that he, he opened my eyes and said, you need to bless people with these and say them over them. 
And like I've shared before, we, uh, when we gather together for evening before Betty by uh, Reveille, I think they call that, right, in the military, we, we get in, before we uh, turn in, we're going to be sitting in the living room. We're going to be on the couch in there and we have the word out and we're praying together after we go through the word, we're praying together and we're praying much of that out loud over each of you as a spiritual covering. And I want to say this, I've had reports come back. Life hasn't been perfect for everybody, but I've had reports come back. I have a praise report. This has been happening to us. We've seen this happening. So-and-so is doing this for us now. Uh, this morning I come in and someone says, praise God. The, the, God watched out for me. Some of you know who I'm talking about, that we were getting a, a new heating system in the house and it was discovered that the electrical wiring was in position. It could have set us on fire for two years. Imagine that. Talk about favor. Talk about protection, mercy, and grace. That's what that is. And now it's being repaired and fixed and things are moving forward. What they were believing the Lord for are moving forward. Glory to God. Amen. Good things, good uh, words being spoken, good things happening to the family here because we want to do what? Speak well of one another. Bless and not curse. Come on now. That's, that's good preaching. Yes. Wow. What just happened? <laughs> so, in, in the same sense, that actually happened to us when we very first bought our house. We Praise you, Jesus. Inspected and, and they, that's what they told us. If you would have tried to just turn it on, you said it would have, would have just blown the house One up. massive short, right? One massive electrical fire. Praise God. Praise God. The flavor of favor. That's the flavor I want to have around this family here. Amen. Everybody to start looking for God's favor because he said in Psalm 512, you, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. Will you satisfy them or will you surround them? I'm sorry, as with a shield. So you got your shield of faith. Amen. It's offensive weapon, defensive weapon. But you have the shield surrounding a favor around you everywhere you go. Look for the favor of God to manifest He's trying. I want to say this to you by the word of the Lord. He's trying with every, uh, all of his strength and every attempt to favor you. Amen. That's, that's good amen right there. Bless the Lord. Amen. Amen. He's trying to favor you. So let's get that understanding. Let's get that attitude in our life. No matter how you've been treated or mistreated throughout your life, no matter how, how many cursing or, or evil words have been spoken over you or against your life as you've grown up, no matter what's been said or done, get this in your thinking that your, father, your heavenly daddy is favoring you. He has already favored you. He favored you when someone said, I love you this much and died. That's favor. That's grace. Uh, there's another blessing that I, I've discovered. It's been in there forever and all, but it's in 2 Corinthians 13. The love of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the koinonia, which means friendship or partnership, the friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Just get the, the thinking in your minds that, that Jesus, what a friend we have in Jesus, but the Holy Spirit who was sent to fill you up and provide a dwelling place for the Father and the Son, that He's your friend. He's not looking to play pranks on you or do evil, but it's like it says in Jeremiah, I know the thoughts that I have toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of good and not of evil to give you an expected end of shalom. Amen. Get that mindset within us. 
He's not mad. I have one of my my uh, my my black preacher friends. He he has a, a saying he likes to say, God ain't mad no more. He ain't mad no more. <laughs> so remember that his wrath is not upon you, but his favor is upon you. And why is his favor upon you? How many of you brought your swords today? How many of you brought your sword of the spirit with you today, whether it's electronic version or printed? I just I like printing pages myself. Uh, Titus chapter. Chapter two. Titus chapter two. This is one of these we wake up and the Lord's downloading something into your mind here. We're moving to gentle shepherd, the place of grace. The place of grace. Tell me what page Titus is on somebody. <laughs> Hebrews, Titus, Philemon. It's after Hebrews, right? I should know. No, it's James after that. Page 2018. 2052. Well, let's see what happens when I turn. I don't have a 2052. Y'all have exceeded my expectations out there. You know that? Titus is right. Titus is right before Titus Philemon and Philemon is before first uh, after first John. That's Peter. OK. Third John Titus Philemon. Before Hebrews, you'd think as many years as I have been in this book. And I sing the song Bible Break where you got to you got to wrap the into every book of the Bible in order and that you would think I would know that by now. Right. <laughs> you think I know Titus. I know he's right before Philemon and you think I know that was right before Hebrews. Titus chapter two. Titus chapter two. Titus is right before Hebrews and, and Philemon. Philemon's right before Hebrews. Titus is right before Hebrews. How many of y'all know there is proof in the Bible that the man of the house is supposed to make the coffee in the morning? What's right there in the Bible? It's right there. It's two books down. Hebrews. Amen. Hebrews. <laughs> Hebrews chapter two of Titus, starting in verse 11. There's a lot of good nuggets of teaching of word in here. But starting in verse 11, it says this in the King James for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live holily and righteously before the Lord. That's your Elizabethan, okay? That's your then thou. So we'll go over to the, the new living is what I like to do devotions and study out of because having studied the languages and all, this is really pretty close and a good approximation of the Greek. It says in verse 11 of Titus 2, for the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. How many of you know what or who the grace of God is? It's that word we spelled out earlier, J-E-S-U-S. -S. Jesus is the grace of God. Remember the little blessing from 2 Corinthians 13. The love of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the friendship of the Holy Spirit. God's love. Here, here's the progression. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The only begotten son came and said, I love you this much and died in our behalf, redeemed us to God. So that was his grace. The love of God. He sent the son, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Somebody forgot to say amen. That was good singing right there. He paid it all, all to him we owe the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then it progresses to this. His grace has come and filled us up. We've gotten salvation from heaven. Not only salvation, we've gotten the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's his will. If that has not occurred in your life, I'm probably preaching to the choir here right now on this. If that has not happened in your life, you need to receive that in that's called the filling of the Holy Spirit, the baptism, the clothing 
baptizo is, is dunking in underwater like a water baptism and pulling out. Well, the baptizo of the Holy Spirit is the dunking into the Holy Spirit and you come out clothed with the Holy Spirit and His power. And that's the gift of the Holy Spirit. So what does He say in that blessing? The love of God, Jesus died for you. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, your salvation has been paid in full, provided you personally, your flesh person is taken off the table. That's hard for we uh, Pentecostal charismatic folks to grab a hold of a lot of times because of the theological camp that, that we arose out of, the Arminianist and all. Uh, but it's difficult to understand and grab that. That grace takes you off the plate, off the table, and it's all Jesus. Can you understand that? Can you grab hold of that? It's all Jesus. He paid it all. He took care of it all. And then what happens? He took care of it all. He wiped away, he buried your sin and all that in a sea of forgetfulness. So you have left behind sin, meaning a position, a place, not a little action that you, a little boo-boo that you made, a little owie that you committed. No, it's an existence of that where, where you cannot help it. A sinner does what? A sinner does what? What are they guilty of? They sin. Why? Because they're a sinner. But you see, the grace of Jesus fulfilling, he said, finished. When he said finished, he took you off the plate. He put himself on the table completely and paid it all and took care of it and wiped away, buried in a sea of forgetfulness, your sins and it says he's taken you out of sin, out of darkness into his marvelous light. Well, what, b- 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 Pastor Gary, what, what, what about, you know, I was watching TV. Here's the fellows can understand. I was watching TV and it, there's this commercial or something on a show come on. And this girl was taking her clothes off. And I found myself looking a little longer than I probably should have. I was looking in a wrong way. I probably shouldn't have done it. You know, well, all right, you boo-boo, you committed an owie. And the Bible says this, 1 John 1, 9, that's not a verse to sinners, that's a verse to saints. If we saints confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. So Jesus still took you off the table, didn't he? The word confess means to acknowledge them out loud to the Lord. And if you want to go and kneel down at an altar and cry about it, you, you can, but that's not... That, that, that's not what gets your forgiveness. What gets your forgiveness is the one who, who did this for us once and for all time, you see. So Jesus, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ came in and took care of that and set us in a unique position. How many of you remember what 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us? If any man, any person be in Christ... He is a new creation. Remember, it means a new species of being that never existed before. That's grace. He came and snatched you out of the miry clay and set your feet upon a rock to stay. That rock is his word. That rock is his faithfulness. Jesus never lets you down. He's incapable of letting you down. Yeah, yeah, you can let him down. Yeah. But he says, if we sin, what happens? Confess it. Get rid of it. Put it behind you. Get back in fellowship with him. Amen. But he took you off off the table and put himself. That's what grace literally means. Uh, uh, Maybe you've heard the acrostic. G-R-A-C-E. Anybody ever heard the acrostic? That means they put a word after each letter. God's riches at Christ's expense. He came in and he, ta- he, he paid it all, literally, quite literally, he took it all. And that's why I can say to you by, word, by, by the word of the Lord, trying to do the, speak in the tongues again up here, forgive me, Lord. <laughs> why you can, why I can say by the word of the Lord, you need to get the, catch the flavor of favor. Because he engraced you. That's a verb. He engraced you. 
when he said, I, I love you this much and died. He engraced you, he took care. When he said finished, it was done, completed. That's grace. And that's what it means. And that's the place that we are at Gentle Shepherd. That's what I'm proclaiming. That's the vision I'm casting forth. We, Dola and I, but she's not present here with us. She is watching, believe me. Has she said anything yet? Good morning. She said good morning. She was on our Internet boys failed to let us know. Good morning from Dola. <laughs> you have permission to do that, guys. <laughs> so she's with us. She's present. And I haven't said anything to offend her yet. I don't think. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. At least no words yet about it so far. So and that's not the case normally, but sometimes I'll. I'll I'll mention something. She said, why did you say that? You didn't need to say that. You'd said something about me and I wish you wouldn't have done that, you know. So I haven't said anything other than I love you, baby. Baby love, I love you. And, and guess what? All of the family here loves you. My little daughter, Susanna, she's not little anymore, but when she was about this big and talking like a toddler, she'd say, I yell you, I yell you. And you can all say it out loud. Dola, I yell you. <laughs> Amen. 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 Friendship. Grace. Leading to friendship with the Holy Spirit. I have some good stuff on my Bible here. So if you'll allow me to pull it out. I want to look at some verses from the word. Some verses from the Word. If you got your sword out, whether it's electronic or print, let's get it out. Now, understand this. Grace is the most important concept taught in the Word of God to we humans. Okay? That's the truth. It's the most important. Scripture is filled with verses about God's grace. And even though it's not something we deserve, and how many know that? You don't deserve it. That's what grace means. Uh, I want to share with you from the Koine, uh, how, where that word grace comes from. You've heard the word charismatic. And charismatic, and you have uh, uh, out of the Pentecostal movement, out of the, the Roman Catholic Church back in the 50s and 60s, they had something called the charismatic movement. Charismatic is wonderful. We don't want to transform into a cruisomatic. We want to stay a charismatic, okay? A cruisomatic goes here, there, and everywhere. Doesn't know where they're going to nest or anything like that. But we need to be a charismatic. Charismatic means a gifting or giftings from heaven. So back in those days, here is, here's where that came from. They might, uh, I'm trying to think of because I, have, I don't listen to secular radio much, so I don't know who who all the big hit-making people that sell all the records aren't so much anymore. But someone that I do remember was Garth Brooks. Anybody remember Garth Brooks back in the 1990s? 1990, I remember him coming on TV, and they were definitely promoting him. He had a, a number one song and several number ones. And so he became big stuff and toured all around the world. And people would pay big money to go sit in his arenas and listen to him, pay $250, $300 for a ticket. And... So he was very popular. Well, let's say we're back in the days of the Bible time. Say we're in Rome or Greece or somewhere. And the people are all excited. They've been listening to Garth Brooks on the radio. And so they gather around and none of them has that much. They barely, they, they make enough to eat and feed the kids. And that's about it, okay? Anybody know what that's like? You know, you eat, feed the kids and put the gas in the car. And that's about how they live. So they decided they wanted to listen and hear Garth Brooks in person. So they're all going, we want Garth Brooks. We want Garth Brooks. We want Garth Brooks. We want Garth Brooks. We want friends in low places. We want, uh, if tomorrow never comes, we want Garth. We want Garth. And they're saying this, and so you're hearing all the tremors of all the people doing this, and we want, and someone steps forward with unlimited resources. One of the rich fellows, the fellow that owned the factory everybody worked in, okay? He steps forward and he's hearing these people saying about Garth Brooks how they wish to hear from him in person. And so something gets inside of him and he decides, he, he checks things out. He calls Garth's agent 
and says, hey, when can you get over here to, to, uh, to uh, uh, Oxford, Arkansas or wherever? Where, where, where can, when can you get over here to the, to the Grand Central Stadium of Athens? We want you to have a concert, have several concerts, and our people are clamoring to hear from you, Garth. When can you do it? So the agent and they get together and they decide we can do it on March 18th. Okay, that's good. It'll be a good spring day. We expect good weather about that time of year. So we'll plan on seeing you then and we'll make the arrangements. And so the agent, he faxes over to the, 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 the factory of the fella. He says, these are the conditions that are need to be set up and we'll need to have these kind of, of lodging. And we want to have a, a buffet over here before and a buffet after the concert each night. And, and we want to have all this kind of wine and what have you. And so you make those arrangements. Let's sign the contract. You make the arrangements and we'll get this done. And we'll be there and we'll bless your people. That wasn't the word he used probably, but we'll, we'll make your people happy. So they make all these arrangements. And you know what? It's going to cost moolah, right? Going to be big cost. It's going to take a staff of people to make all these arrangements. The rich fellow can't do it by himself. I have put on events like that. Big events that had hundreds of people and stuff. And you can, I'm telling you from experience, there is no way you could do it by yourself. So I, I sat there and I said, all right, this was with CGMA. Uh, it was coming to our town there and it was a big event. And I said, I need a committee of this. I need a committee of that. I need these people to watch over the hospitality arena. I need these to watch over the door prize arena. Uh, this and this and all these different things. I had a list of 11 committees. And I asked for folks to volunteer, and they did. And we, put the, we pulled this thing off. It was a, a very expensive arena and a big place and just a wonderful place. It was really it was perfect for what we do. And we got through that week. And it was all paid, glory to God, and all taken care of. Hallelujah, by the grace of God. But you know what? We needed some assistance. Someone stepped forth that had a little moolah and helped us out on that. And in the Greek days, they had a word for that person. They were called a charis. We spell it C-H-A-R-I-S. And we extend that out and we get charisma. What does charisma mean? It means something special coming out of us, right? This charm and, and what have you, these, these blessings that come out of us and make people like us and make people want to go along with us. So there's charis, there's charisma. The charis was a person who wanted to benefit, who wanted to be a benefactor, who wanted to bless a group of people a certain way. But it would be all at his expense. And he would provide everything. He'd provide the staff to make sure the, 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 the wine, the blessings and what have you were delivered properly. He'd provide the cooks, all the people. He'd provide the utensil. He'd provide the kitchen. He'd provide the stadium if necessary. So go back to Garth Brooks here in Greece. The, the car has stepped forward and said, I think, I think I can pull this off. I'm going to do this. He, he calls his, book, his accountant and says, Jimmy Jack, uh, we're going to need to cover this, 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 this. Talk to, to Susie Lou over here as the head of the hospitality committee. Talk to, uh, uh, the, talk to Billy Bob over here. He's going to be in charge of stadium seating and positioning. Talk to Jenny Lou over here. She's in charge of, of the, the system over here that we're going to use to project up there, all the projectors. Talk to Jeffrey over here. He's going to be the IT guy. Make sure the computers are working properly. And he's going to be, and, and, and talk to his brother Matthew. He is going to be over the sound arrangements to make sure the speakers get hung from the rafters properly. He's going to have to crawl up there and get them up there positioned and all that. And, and, or get a pogo stick or something and get that done, see. And, and he's going to be responsible for the people that will be operating all the soundboards and all that. So we'll get that done. Talk to Jimmy John over there. He's got the music store. We're going to need instruments brought in. Talk to uh, Ray Jean over there. He knows a lot of people that he's, he's got a booking agency. He can bring us some opening acts in here to kind of warm the people up for Garth coming on stage and all. So he'll get the, the, those bands and people make those arrangements. Okay, we got all these committees, okay? Uh, now you, Jimmy John, you're going to be responsible for writing the checks for all this. Take it out of my account 
the charis, charisma, my account, take it out. Everything is provided. Everything's paid for. You just get it done. And so what happens? They make all the arrangements. They set up. Matthew climbs up the, to the rafters and pulls up them big giant speakers in the basement and all that stuff and, and ties them up and gets it all in place, gets the lighting pulled up and, and Jeffrey gets all the computer stuff ready, the software, and gets the streaming on Facebook, all that stuff ready for all these Greek folks for the Garth Brook event. And so what happens? Everything's in place. Garth just shows up with his band and his semi-trucks, backs in there, they unload and set their stuff up. And he, he even gets excited and crawls up there with Matthew when he's, and helps him tie up some speakers. I, he's done that before, you know. So he gets up there and, do, and they get up there and they do their rehearsals and all that. And then what happens? They open the gates. They put the word out. Hey, Garth's in town. The car is. It's all been paid in full. Come enjoy the benefits of your charis and the charisma that he provided. So Garth comes and puts this big concert on and the people are all excited and they're falling out and all this kind of stuff. They're all excited and get happy. And Jeffrey and Matt get an award for their, their efforts and, and, and Billy Bob gets an award for his efforts and all that. And the, the charisma, the charis, is so excited at the results of this that guess what? The people want to hear from the Rolling Stones now. So <laughs> a change of heart. <laughs> so he's making arrangements for them to come to town. But he's so excited at the results of this that he decides to be charismatic and the gifts flow to take care of these things. See, that's where the word charis and charisma and charismatic come from. Someone stepped in as the benefactor, the one who is the blesser and taking care of everything for them. And then basically takes them. They don't have to pull out a single dollar bill or a checkbook or anything. It's all paid. It's done. So think of think of your father, God, as the charisma, the charis. And the Lord Jesus Christ brings the charisma into the situation. He delegated it to Jesus. Think of that. That's the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now look at some verses. We're, 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 we were just now, we just did Titus, okay? Some verses, and I lost my place again here. I got to get a different Bible, I think. <laughs> it's not something we deserve. God's kind to us and wants the best for our lives. And simply put, grace is this. It's the unmerited, unearned love and favor of God. The flavor of favor coming into being for you. Discover his riches for our lives through the grace he's given as a free gift. The greatest gift of all, we're aware of that, amen? The forgiveness of sins, but not just the forgiveness of sins. Remember I talked about repent. Repent means you change your mind, you 180 turn away from the life of sin, the existence as a sinner. You turn around and this grace means there's something to go to that's been provided. Like that concert we talked about, everything's provided. You don't have to pull your checkbook out. You don't have to do penance on your knees. <laughs> Say 35 Hail Marys to get in the gate. None of that. Jesus paid it all, the forgiveness, the removal of slave from our forehead. That's what was up there, the label. We were a slave to sin. How many of you know that's so? It's in the word. We were sinners. We were enslaved to sin. So what happened? We repent and turn away. We step into the sunshine of God's love. That's grace. It merely takes a decision and we, 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 we can partake of his grace. So, Because of the grace God gives us, we're able to show grace to others as we follow the Lord Jesus. Gentle shepherd, the place of grace. Now, there's two aspects of grace. Number one, that forgiveness, that mercy. We just talked about mercy. I, love, I think in songs. I love that song, Mercy Rewrote My Life. Anybody ever hear that song? Walt Mills did it. Great, great bass, kind of bass baritone voice. 
when mercy rewrote my life. So there's that aspect of it, a mercy. But then you step from that place of mercy, you step from there into another place, and it's a place of grace, it's a place of gifting. The charisma, the gifting of the Holy Spirit. Did you know that each one of you children of God, everybody here is a child of God, right? Everybody here is a child of God, right? Okay, every child of God is in full-time Christian service. You missed a good chance to say amen. <laughs> every child of God is in full-time Christian service. How could I say such a thing? Because it's the word, it's the truth. You have been called out of darkness into his marvelous light that you should show forth, it says in the King James, the virtues of him that called you out of darkness. The virtues means the power of God through his love, the power through his love. You remember E.T., the extraterrestrial? Remember he had something in his fingertip and I, I think someone hurt, hurt their, did a big owie on them and he reached over and did this. And virtue flowed out of his finger and whatever it was was wrong with the owie was fixed right there. That's the will of God. That's the way of God that you have the virtue of God because of his grace coming through giftings in each of you. Amen? Amen. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared, teaching us that we should live holy, unblameable lives and show forth His virtues and His praises, His light, walking forth in that fullness of the gospel. I speak that over each of you. Go forth in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. Be a blessing. Be a person of grace this day and from now on. And come back home to the place of grace every, every service and partake of it with us together. Amen? Amen. I only got a little bit of the download unloaded on you. We're going to continue about the place of grace this coming week. We're going, we may add more in on Wednesday evening believers meeting. Come to that if you can. We're 730, 6.30 to 7.30 so you can get home at a decent hour. We're, we're following the leading of the Spirit of God. We have been doing some healing school lately. Uh, this past Wednesday, it was intercessory prayer by the Holy Spirit. It was a wonderful time in there. And all we just, we just did that. But we're going to continue with instruction with the giftings of the Spirit of God on the believers meeting. Amen. I want to, to before we leave here, we want to remember some prayer needs. Oh, men's breakfast. One of my favorite meetings of the month. Amen. Cecil has done a wonderful job of, of uh, being the, the, the trail boss of the men's meeting. Amen. Gets a lot of good moves by the end of each, each service. <laughs> Nobody's died from my cooking. No, yeah, that's, that's, the good, that's the important thing. Nobody has died or gone to the hospital from his cooking so far. Amen. So he, he's the chief cook and guest bottle washer, too, at the, at the men's meeting. But he's done a great job of that, and I appreciate it so much. So it'll be this coming Saturday, November 21st, 8.30 a.m. in the Fellowship Hall, we have some good things that are in store for the men. Some great, wonderful things in store for the men. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Bring some fellers with you. Bring, as we say down south, bring some fellers with you. Okay? We want to expand this and, and make it better and bigger. Amen. Prayer for our nation. We still don't have officially the, the news media is pushing President elect Joe Biden, but it, it's it's not it's against the constitutional law to say that so far. OK, literally speaking, the lawyers say that uh, prayer for Pastor Al recovery from the surgery they were doing on his skin, some little skin areas over the week. Prayer for Pastor Dola. She is getting better. She is getting she's they've got the therapy. They've got her doing these exercises uh, and, and how many of y'all know therapy can be really difficult? She went in for the first session. There was a young fellow about like 23. And he walked over without saying anything, 
walked over and she's been in this sling kind of in position all this time for five weeks now, six weeks. He walks over there, grabs her by the arm and she's broken right here. Pulls her arm up in the air like that. Yeah, she cried. She doesn't cry, but she cried. And she says, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's broke. He goes, Dola, you're going to have to cooperate with us. How many know therapy is not always what it's cracked up to be, amen? <laughs> or rather, it can be cracked up to be more than what it's cracked up to be, amen? So prayer for Pastor Dola, supernatural mending of this humerus bone, and it jammed into her collarbone, okay? So Pastor Dola, uh, for Paul Anderson, he is not with us this morning, but prayer for Paul and his lungs, prayer for Betty's friend Linda in the hospital. We're lifting Linda up in the name of Jesus Prayer for all these situations. Pray for my mama. She has gotten, she was, uh, she actually had diabetes for years and didn't know it. And it, it, they discovered it in recent months or years or whatever. And so it's not the best thing to let it go that long. So prayer for a reversal of the destruction. The word says that destruction, you shall laugh. So let's all laugh at the destruction. Amen. In my mama, we call her Mimi. All the grandkids call her Mimi. So for Mimi, we want to just remember the folks in our lives that need to come home to Jesus. There's a bunch of them out there. And we break the powers of darkness over their souls. We claim their salvation, deliverance from the powers of darkness. We claim laborers to come across their paths that they will listen to and that the angels of the Lord bring those laborers supernaturally across their paths to share the good news and the blessing with them. Amen? Amen. So, Father God, we lift up this family. We lift up this community, State Line, Rockford, Southeast Side, Lord. We, we lift them up before the throne of grace. We thank you that today your grace is upon them. We speak grace, grace to their mountains, that the mountains be removed according to your word. And there be a plain and a road placed before them by the angels of the Lord, like for Israel. We thank you that it's so. We thank you that the flavor of favor is infesting our area and our lives with goodness from heaven. We thank you and praise you for that. Praise you that our people are the healed of the Lord. Linda, we arrest whatever affliction is there because Jesus took our infirmities. Jesus bore our sicknesses. They're not ours. We refuse to possess them because they're not ours. So on Linda's behalf, we rebuke that command that it be gone. We, 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 we kick it out of her body right now in Jesus' name. We kick out infirmity out of Paul's body. We kick infirmity out of Dola's body. We kick infirmity out of Pastor Al's body right now in Jesus' name. And we kick the infirmity of strife out of our nation right now in Jesus' name and forbid it. And claim the president that God has for this place. And we thank you for it, Father God. In Jesus' name, let your wisdom shine forth. In that name above every name, everybody that agrees with that says? Amen. 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 The Lord bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom in that name above every name. The love of God, the grace of the Lord Jesus, the friendship of the Holy Spirit be with each one of you. Amen. So be it. Be blessed, fruitful, and multiplying before the Lord.